Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined by the one, the only, Weston Hodkowitz. Coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field West, the first preseason game of 2021, the first preseason game in two years, is upon us. The Packers will take on the Houston Texans Saturday night at Lambeau Field. So I want to spend today's show just talking about, hey, what are we going to be watching for here in this 2021 preseason opener? And I think it starts, first and foremost, with quarterback Jordan Love. First time Jordan Love hopping under center in an actual regulation football game in really 20 months is what it boils down to. You know, this is a young man that he's done everything he can do over the virtual Zoom meetings last year. <laughs> he was he had three weeks worth of training camp where he saw a, a little bit of snaps in some of those young guy developmental periods. Then he's holding the clipboard the rest of the, the, you know, the season. He's had to train. He's had to do all this other stuff. Kind of like the build-up to Christmas, he's been waiting for that opportunity to sort of put everything to work. And now it's before him. And, you know, the thing I want to see the most from Jordan Love is just how he responds to the variables. Because he's had some really good days. He's had some days to learn from in practice. Uh, but no matter what, you can see the intangibles. You can see the arm talent. And you can see the, what, you know, the characteristics that made him a first-round pick. Now can he apply them to an actual in-game situation? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know... Right or wrong, fair or unfair, the pressure is going to be on him here. He knows the spotlight is on him. Everybody is going to be watching to see how he performs. I just hope that the general media, the fans, that they keep this in perspective because this is this is one game, as you said, it's his first game in 20 months. He's going to have two more preseason games. Um, just take a look at almost any NFL quarterback's first preseason game like they don't they normally don't go very well or they're full of you know what whatever is good can be offset by the bad that's just the way this goes I'm very curious to see how he performs but I think we all have to be careful not I mean this I said this in insider inbox this is not going this performance Saturday night is not going to define Jordan Love it is just the beginning of this next chapter the, the the beginning of this next piece of the story we're all very excited and anxious and eager to see what it's going to be but it's not going to be some sort of uh, definitive statement on who Jordan Love is or what kind of quarterback he's going to be in the NFL up until 3 weeks ago no Packer fan had really ever seen him play uh, at all practice anything other than maybe a few clips that they caught on the local news or on our website so <laughs> the fact that he's going to finally be in an in-game situation you know how society is they're going to rush to conclusions if he has 158.3 passer rating this guy's the goat if it doesn't work out that way what the heck are the Packers doing the difference here with love as opposed to any other quarterback I've covered you can't say this your situation was a little bit different with Aaron Rodgers but there actually are expectations. Really weren't a whole lot of expectations on these quarterbacks, these backups during my time covering the Packers. People wanted to see Brett Hundley, but Brett Hundley was a fifth-round pick. Right. People wanted to see if Graham Harrell could hold on to the backup job, but Graham Harrell was a former undrafted free agent. Taysom Hill was a pleasant surprise. Nobody really expected a lot from Tim Boyle. Well, this young man has a lot of expectations on him, but the thing about it that I think people have to realize is Jordan Love, this isn't a guy that just flew into Green Bay and decided to play quarterback. He's been playing quarterback his entire life. And while he isn't the most, you know, expressive guy when it comes to being in a news conference or wanting to speak his mind, he goes about his business in a very professional manner, and this sport means a lot to him. So 
I have to imagine he's champing at the bit here to, to get out there to show what he has to offer. And then, you know, getting these bulk of the reps, we'll see what that first team offensive line looks like. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we're going to see Elton Jenkins or not, but I mean, there's going to probably be a lot of guys that'll be on the NFL roster here at the start of the season that'll be blocking for him at the beginning of the game. So a really good opportunity for him to get, come out and show what he has to offer. I think one thing we are going to see on the offensive line more than likely is the continued rotation of those three guards that are battling essentially for the two spots at guard while Elton Jenkins is playing left tackle with the number one line here during training camp. And of course, I'm talking about Lucas Patrick, John Runyon, and Ben Braden. And, you know, really, there's other than the fact that on family night last weekend, the coaches went with Runyon and Patrick for pretty much all of the snaps with the number one offensive line. Now, there were some practice periods that were canceled and all that kind of stuff because of the weather. So we don't know if they were planning to rotate. But as far as the practices we've seen at Raynichke Field, it has been a steady rotation of those three guys in the two spots with the number one line. I think that's going to continue here in the preseason. And we'll see if somewhere along the line there's some kind of a decision, some kind of a separation as to how the coaches want to want to go with this. The part I love the most about this, all three of those guys are going to play this season. Yeah. If they get through healthy through training camp, they're all going to play. One of my favorite stories was three uh, two years ago now. Lane Taylor competing with Elton Jenkins for what I think was a starting right guard job at that time, or starting left guard. I remember how that worked out. But it was this whole camp competition. We talked about it the entire way, and ultimately Taylor ended up starting. But then they started working in Elton Jenkins for some snaps. Uh, they bring him in for a series or two. And unfortunately, then Lane ends up having, I believe it was the biceps injury, and he misses the whole season. Elton Jenkins had to be the guy. Yep. So John Runyon, Lucas Patrick, Ben Braden, Packers are going to need those dudes. I, I don't want to put Braden on the roster, but where he's been taking the snaps, you would think that he's definitely in this equation for the 53 and the other aspect of this, too, to keep in mind, Packers don't have a proven, natural, established veteran backup center to Josh Myers. They do have Jake Hansen, former six-round pick who played that position at Oregon, but he was on the practice squad last year. So Lucas Patrick and John Runyon have both been rotating in that number two spot at center. So there's a lot of snaps to go around. There's going to be a lot of guys playing in a lot of different positions, I would imagine, during that game against the Texans. And seeing who those guys are and how they adapt to it that's ultimately going to be the big indicator, I think, on that first game against the Saints, who's starting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sirius XM NFL Radio West delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7-365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries, and creamy shakes. I know you like those shakes. All paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl, Cousin Subs. We believe in better. Well, we've heard from head coach Matt LaFleur that we know there are going to be several starters, if not the vast majority of the veteran starters on this team will not be playing in this first preseason game, and they may not play many snaps, if any at all, in these three preseason games. It sounds like A.J. Dillon is going to start at running back and maybe get the opening series. But then after that, here we go, Wes. The competition for the number three running back spot really gets going between Patrick Taylor, Kylan Hill, Dexter Williams. I think this is, and this is not going to be decided in one game either, but this is where, this is where it really kind of gets rolling. It does, and I want to talk about the running backs. But before we do, I want to mention one thing about the preseason. 
there's a lot of ways in which I thought Madden football, the video game, was actually ahead of the NFL. Some of the trends I thought you saw with, with you know, play calls and the way guys go about their offenses. Remember Mike McCarthy kind of talking about that, 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 that generation is starting to have its impact on the actual game. Yeah. Preseason allocation of starters is also a part of that. When I was a kid, Brett Favre, Amon Green, none of those guys ever saw action in the preseason. <laughs> it's funny to me now that in 2021, we are getting to this place that, yeah, you're not going to see it with all, in all likelihood, you won't see Aaron Rodgers. I wonder if you'll see Devon Tams. I wonder if you'll see Jair Alexander, those type of players, because you need them for week one. It has been really interesting watching that shift. I want everyone at Lambeau Field to have a fantastic time. There's going to be some great battles, and we're going to talk about one of them here in a second. But that's really the biggest thing. Can you get your guys to week one? Because we saw what happened with Jordy Nelson six years ago, and that's not the scenario you want. That being said, the number three running back competition is as fun as I can remember it because there's a legitimate spot there. The Packers need three running backs. It's not like, okay – these guys are going to compete. We'll see if any of them stick. No, I mean, one of those guys is sticking, and each guy brings something different to the party. Kylan Hill has tremendous one-cut ability. His explosiveness is something that really jumped off the page to me. Certainly was an ultra, ultra productive running back in the SEC at Mississippi State, but trying to kind of get things back going again after sort of that, that, that weird last year um, under Mike Leach. But I wrote about Patrick Taylor. And Patrick Taylor's a guy I've had my eye on since the Packers signed him last yeah. year because he, he had the list Frank injury. He basically tried to do a six to eight week surgery to get back, which he did, but just ended up making it worse. Ends up having to have a, another surgery. Dr. Robert Anderson here in Green Bay a month before the draft wipes out his rookie season. The Packers still like this kid's a talent enough to sign him, to keep him on the roster and give him that red shirt year. Well, now I think we're starting to see what they liked about him. Now, it's going to be different once you get into a game, but his build, his makeup, what he brings as an athlete, uh, it's not something that's your typical undrafted free agent. There's a lot to make this guy tick. Yeah, that's what's so intriguing to me about Taylor is we've, t- we've talked a lot about Kylan Hill, and as you said, we can see the, that one-cut explosiveness on the practice field. Patrick Taylor is a completely different body type yeah. from Kylan Hill, you know, and there's a, we, we've, you know, we, we chat on the sidelines as, as practice goes along that you see, and I don't want to draw too um, strong a comparison, but you see a little bit of, of James Starks in, I, in, in Patrick yes. Taylor, just in terms of, in terms of the size and, and the body lean and the way, you know, the way he moves his shoulders to protect the ball and this and that. Now, We'll see, because you know a lot of this. A lot of this starts to look different when the tackling is for real, and these guys have the ball in their hands. They're trying to break tackles, you know, trying to sh- you know shed guys. They have to take a hit, protect the ball, all of that, um, and and that's where the, the the separation is going to come here in these preseason games to see you know who's going to be that number three guy. But the other thing we've got going on here too, Wes, with these running backs is we have heard that both Hill and Taylor are being looked at yeah. as possible kickoff return options for Maurice Drayton, the new special teams coordinator. We're expecting, obviously, Amari Rogers, the third-round draft pick, to be the number one punt returner. But the kickoff returner, now granted, there's whatever percentage of kickoffs or touchbacks these days. And, you know, I get that. But, um, but there are going to be some opportunities yes. to, to return some kicks, and the Packers want to try out these running backs and see and see if one of these guys is the right fit for that spot. Well, you got to remember, one of their big core special teamers, I mean, he was the number two 
But Jamal Williams did a lot on teams yes, throughout his four years in Green Bay, including returning kickoffs. Yep. And there's something about the running back position. I haven't quite put my finger on it yet, but Mike McCarthy used to always talk about this too. They liked, back in McCarthy's time, they liked having that number three guy as a kickoff return option. I remember Dewan Harris did it a little bit. Jonathan Franklin did it, unfortunately, up until his neck injury. Right. They liked incorporating that guy and obviously Swerve last year. They like having them involved in that. And the cool thing that I think is going to be really fun to watch in the preseason, because you have to imagine they're going to get some opportunities. If it's safe and it makes sense, I can see them being a couple steps in the end zone and bringing it out to try to make a play and make an impression if the situation calls for it. Well, and they want to evaluate those other guys on the unit, Absolutely. the blockers, all that kind of stuff. They want, to, they want to take those opportunities. But I've never seen a scenario in which one of the guys has returned one kickoff in college. I don't know if the other guy, Kylan Hill, even did it. I mean, they're, this is a little bit of a new era for them, yeah. uh, so to speak. But, you know, as Patrick Taylor said, and I'm sure Kylan will say it again when he talks to us, is, this is what you have to do when you're trying to make the league as a late round pick or as an undrafted free agent. You got to offer more than just what your natural position is. An incredible opportunity for them. If anything, I thought it was more telling that they are not looking at Amari Rogers in that scenario. They see him as like the starting punt returner guy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, kickoff returns, and maybe there's something because that way, if it's the number three guy, then all they have to do is focus on returning, and it's not a guy having to return, gas himself, and then come out for the next play. All those things kind of flutter through my mind. But either way, uh, certainly some big opportunities for those young men in that game. Yeah, and special teams in general. This is really the start of the new era with, with Mo Drayton. They, they don't really do any live, uh, fully live special teams periods in practice. So whether it's the punt, the punt return, the kickoff, the kickoff return, all of these live reps that they're going to get in these preseason games, guys are going to be evaluated. They want to change the culture on special teams. The rankings last year weren't good, as guys have talked about, as we all know. They want to turn those things around, and, and it starts with finding the right players, and those right players are going to step uh, step up, step yeah. forward in the preseason to uh, to make a name for themselves and, and to get noticed. I want to ask you, a lot of a lot of players will be essentially putting on a Packers uniform in a game situation for the first time. New Packers in 2021. Who's the guy that you're most interested to see play for the Green Bay Packers for the first time? Well, I'm not going to echo myself, but Patrick Taylor is one of them. Just because there's so much intrigue, I think, when guys haven't played for this long and you've been want, you've been wanting to actually see him out there. Um, this is also kind of a cop but I really want to see Josiah DeGuara. And, and I know he played a little bit for them last year. Yeah. But, what I, but we, didn't, we only saw those few reps in the regular season. We never really got to see him in a featured role, which is probably what more of what he would have done in the preseason. So DeGuara is one that I really want to see. And then, you know, you, you look at these other positions like Eric Stokes. I mean, you have to imagine Eric Stokes is going to play a lot. Yeah. Uh, you got to be careful with it because we don't know what the scenario is going to be or what the timeline is for Kevin King. Eric Stokes might legitimately have to play in week one, but you just want to see that guy after going up against Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams and more Devontae Adams. (laughs) What does he do when he's going up against other rookies, other guys that are maybe number four or five on a depth chart? How how do his skills apply there? Sometimes you got to get some wins, you know, get your confidence up. And I think for Stokes, this is going to be a really good opportunity. Yeah, definitely excited to see Stokes. Interested to see Amari Rogers, as we talked about. I mean, he's he's going to be he's going to be running the jet sweeps. He's going to be slot receiver, as we talked about. He's going to be returning punts. Here's the other guy I'm interested in, and I'm not. I can't say for sure how much he's going to play. We really don't know for certain. But Devondre Campbell, 
the new linebacker, veteran linebacker that the Packers signed, signed him in, you know, early to mid-June, right towards the end of the off-season program, bringing in to have that one veteran presence in, in the room that has Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin, although Martin is, is injured right now, Ty Summers and Oren Burks, who are your reserve guys at that position and, and your leaders on special teams. But Campbell is really intriguing to me because, as we've talked about, it's a he's a body type at inside linebacker the Packers really have not had around here. And when you look at his production, where he's been with Atlanta, with Arizona, you look at his production, you just wonder is there is there another level with a guy like Campbell if he if he get he's in a new setting maybe the scheme ends up being the right fit for him the way he gets used you wonder if there's another level right i mean indulge me for a second yeah. here charles woodson hall of fame talent in oakland became a hall of fame player in Green Bay, right? Wes Hodkowitz, Hall of Fame talent at the Green Bay Press Gazette, <laughs> having a Hall of Fame career with Packers.com. All right, now, sorry, I just I couldn't it was, You got to do it. You got to do it. I'm not saying Devondre Campbell is the next Hall of Famer, but you get what I'm saying. I that do. sometimes, sometimes the the change of the change of scenery, the right environment, the right scheme for a guy. Maybe there's another level to Devondre Campbell's career that the Packers are going to find here, and I don't know. I'm, I don't want to oversell it because there's a part of me, like I've been wondering, like, am I too excited about this guy just because the Packers have been looking for that guy at inside linebacker seemingly for so long now that, that just because that possibility is there, maybe I'm getting a little bit too excited. So I'm trying to temper it a little bit, but I am really interested to see because they a 6'3", 6'4", inside linebacker just is not something we have seen around here, and I'm really interested uh, what he can do. The last time I remember a body type like that playing that position, it was Brad Jones. And when they first made that switch, I believe in 2013, Jones ended up having the best season of his career in that role just because he was a little bit more of a longer, rangier athlete who could kind of trail on running backs and yeah. things of that nature. But ever since then, and, and credit to you know, Blake Martinez and Jake Ryan and these guys they've had in here, Packers really have been searching for a coverage-type linebacker. I'm not saying the, the, the Mike. I'm not saying a guy who's going to play all three downs, but I'm saying a guy that can allow them to stay in nickel more than what they've done the last few seasons. The other thing you got to keep in mind too, Mike, for a number of years there, they would get to the end of training camp, and whether it was you know B.J. Goodson or, or they had to make that <clears throat> trade for Antonio Morrison, they found themselves for one reason or another having to bring in a guy like a week before the start of the regular season – and that guy ended up being that first down and second down linebacker. Devondre Campbell is a guy that I think in most seasons would have gotten a nice contract. He would have been able to, you know, maybe multiple years, maybe it would have been another one-year prove-it deal like he got in Arizona. But with the way that this cap went, as yeah. we've talked about before, same thing with Dennis Kelly, there are these mid-level free agents, and there's no mid-level exemption like the NBA. I mean, <laughs> these guys that probably deserved a couple more bucks than they got that sat on the market a little bit longer than he should have. Yep. And I, that's what I'm excited about with Devondre Campbell. This is a guy that appears to me not to be a stopgap, not to be a guy that they're just bringing in to fill a position because of an injury or somebody's departure. This is a guy that actually makes a lot of sense for what Joe Barry wants to do, and it allows – Chris Barnes to kind of focus on what he's been the best at so far, which is communicating the defense and getting after running backs. 
Yeah, it seems like it, we've been talking about it. Those two, Campbell and Barnes, have been the pair when there's two inside linebackers on the field with the number one defense. That has been the pair since day one of training camp. That hasn't changed. I think we're going to see at least a little bit, maybe not this first preseason game, but at some point in the preseason, those two guys you know, play in side-by-side as they as they sort some, some things out here before the regular season starts. And I'll say this too. You mentioned Kamal Martin's injury. That's why they went and got Campbell. Because in case something happens, whether it was Martin, whether it was Burks, whether it was Summers, whether it was Barnes, they needed to have another veteran in the fold after losing Christian Kirksey and Devondre Campbell's that guy. Yeah, all right. Well, with that, we will call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of training camp, coverage of the preseason game on Saturday night. It's all for you on Packers.com. For Wes, I'm Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next time.